Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another Outer Range recap episode. My name is KJ, and on this episode, I'm going to be recapping episode six titled The Family. So if you remember the ending of episode five, we left off with Royal smashing the rock and with that black mineral black goo, the rock obviously from Autumn that he uh, won in his hand of poker. Once he uh, smashes it, that black mineral goo gets covers his hand and he has a vision into the future where he sees himself laying on the ground, laying in Cecilia's lap, dying, and he also sees Autumn there. And then Autumn actually turns to him and sees him standing there watching this vision. And that's pretty much where the episode ends there. Of course, some other stuff went on in the episode. Uh, Wayne Tillerson had a stroke, and he also knows about the uh, the void, the pit in the western uh, pasture land. Um, what else is going on? We know now that Joy... Most likely, yeah, it's going to eventually arrest Perry. She found out that he was also involved in the fight with Trevor. So, yeah, a lot kind of moving forward in the past episode, the last episode, episode five. So this episode picks up pretty much right after episode five. It seems like most episodes have been going that route, but we pick up with Royal, and he is on a four-wheeler ATV in the dark, pretty much driving at full speed in the dark and as he's driving he comes upon the pit and autumn is actually standing there so he stops uh, the lights are on her and she just says that she wants her necklace back he actually says that he's gonna give it to her back and he tells her just to hop on and he'll give her a ride back to her camp to where he'll give her yeah her necklace back so once she jumps on, he takes off again, driving pretty crazy <laughs> and going full speed in the darkness and can't see. And of course, she's starting to freak out, very uncomfortable at any point they could possibly crash. <laughs> and while he's, like I said, driving frantically full speed, she's begging him to stop. He doesn't. And eventually she actually just jumps off the four wheeler and smacks the ground and hurts her leg. When she jumped off, I actually, my whole body kind of like contorted and like I was pretty much feeling her pain just jumping off at full speed. You just knew that had to hurt. So she's laying on the ground. She injured her leg and she just, you know, Royal comes, he gets off the ATV and they both kind of interact and she talks about, you know, time traveling again, the black minerals, you know, him knowing about it, what's going on. And he is kind of just somewhat in denial or I don't know he doesn't want to face the truth of what's going on and he is pretty much losing his temper and gets in her face yelling tells her to pretty much shut up don't talk about it and also don't tell any of his family about what's going on he doesn't believe it as well and he actually just leaves her there pretty much to die because she's not able to move uh, like I said, she injured her leg. She's in pain. She can't get up or move. It's in the middle of the night, out <laughs> in the middle, kind of in nowhere. So he leaves her there basically to die, and he takes off while she's you know screaming for him to come back and help her, basically. And he drives off to her uh, campsite and just torches it, lights it up in flames, and burns it basically all down. And that's, yeah, like our opening sequence there, and then we cut to the opening credits. But 
yeah, I wasn't expecting that. So pretty much right at the end, like I said, of episode five, when he saw that vision, he pretty much must deem that Autumn is involved in his death or basically the destruction of his land and the Abbott uh, ranch. So it seems pretty clear that when he takes off and he's driving crazy on the ATV that he pretty much was looking for her and probably planning on uh, disposing of her, getting rid of her somehow. So pretty dark and violent, to be honest, you know, Roy Royal going to that length to, yeah, pretty much cover everything up and get rid of her and just leaving her there for dead is just pretty brutal <laughs> in the middle of the night while she's uh, injured. So yeah, like I said, pretty dark opening, but yeah, I wasn't expecting it, but pretty good as well. So the next day, we see acting Sheriff Joy uh, getting ready to go to church with her wife and daughter. And I don't know so much if she's going there pretty much to kind of just gain some votes, just kind of, yeah, get some, get popular with, you know, some people, basically. You know, we know she's running for sheriff. So, um, yeah, she goes to church with her wife and daughter. And also Cecilia's there, uh, Perry, and Amy is there as well. So they're all there, and uh, Royal actually shows up kind of late, but he comes in, sits down, and Cecilia, again, just kind of seems a little bit shaken off. She knows that Royal's acting different, something's going on with him. But while they're there at church... Um, Again, I don't know what kind of actual religion this is right here, if it's Catholic or uh, some yeah other form of religion. But either the priest or pastor um, gets up and has uh, Sheriff Joy and her wife and family. Yeah, he just says your family. But them two seem to be the only ones that stand up. I don't think their daughter does. They stand up and he does a prayer for them. But then he it gets very awkward because he says you know, bless uh, Sheriff Joy and her friend. And then he makes a comment about man and wife, you know, being married and sacred and very awkward, very unnecessary. And of course, this upsets both of them, especially her wife. She pretty much has a, yeah, disgust, you know, a disgusted look on her face. And she's actually probably, she most likely looks like she's going to turn and leave. But Joy, you know, tells her not right now, just, you know, hold up. So, cut a little bit forward we see them you know all get up and go to uh, get communion and while they're walking up uh, royal is in front of cecilia and again she's very uncomfortable uh, very just uh uneasy and she sees royal while he gets communion and then drinks wine and then she's up next and when she goes to get communion she kind of just panics and turns around and takes off and leaves so yeah, we don't. We pretty much yeah can guess what's going on in her head. She's just got a lot of guilt going on right now. So it's probably a combination of everything. Royal, uh, her sons, them covering up this murder, and she also doesn't know what's going on with Royal as well. He's acting very different. Autumn is in the mix, and then probably too also seeing Sheriff Joy and her wife, you know, kind of being mistreated there and very awkward. I think it was just all kind of like too much for her, but she takes off and heads out and runs out basically. So then we see, we go back to the Tillersons and we know that Wayne, he suffered a stroke. He's basically just laying in bed. He's not able to move or communicate. And we see Luke, who I believe is the oldest uh, son. I know we probably mentioned it before, but 
he is pretty much, you know, expected or he expects to probably take over the family ranch once his dad passes eventually. Luke and Patricia are on the phone with the lawyer and they want to know about Wayne's will. And he tells them that it's not executed, but he has like the rough draft. And it was very clear that Wayne actually wanted to leave everything, his land, his money, all of it to his youngest son, Billy, which is kind of shocking. <laughs> I didn't expect that, but it also kind of makes sense. It seems like them two probably have, them two are probably the closest. <laughs> and I feel like Billy, he's just more of like your sensitive. And we saw him there laying with his dad and we've seen a couple flashbacks and him singing at the funeral. So it makes sense that them two are probably the closest. And Wayne, yeah, leaving everything to him was, you know, pretty surprising. Patricia pretty much states that, you know, this isn't uh, final because it wasn't, like I said, executed and or yeah, legally executed, whatever the correct terms are. And the lawyer says, you know, I, it isn't, but it's very clear and this is what he wanted and he was in the right state of mind during this time, basically. So she hangs up the phone and she actually takes off. She hops back into her helicopter and she's going to meet with the lawyer and get this basically changed to give it to Luke because he's the one that's got to run the family farm or family uh, ranch, not farm. And so that's kind of where we leave off with her. She takes off to go talk to the lawyer and Luke very upset. Billy does not know about it. And they even kind of make a pact that they'll get this changed and Billy won't know anything about it. While she's leaving, Billy actually comes up, gives her a hug, has like his hand around Luke's shoulder, and he is all he's wearing hunting gear and he says he's gonna go out and basically get a buck for shoot a buck or whatever to for their dad, basically. So while he's actually out um walking and hunting, basically, he does see a buck, he shoots it, it takes off running, and while he's following the blood to catch up to the animal, he actually runs into Autumn. So actually, I forgot to mention a pretty <laughs> big scene that happens right before that. So after Billy, yeah, he goes out into the woods to hunt. We do catch up with Autumn, and she's laying there struggling, trying to walk on, hop on one foot, get back to her camp, when she hears this bear roaring, growling behind her. <laughs> I don't know if a bear growls, but she hears a bear behind her, of course freaks out and instead of running or anything she just kind of gets on the ground and covers up pretty much expecting the worst the bear comes up to her starts sniffing her and then the camera moves in an interesting way where she's laying on the ground and then it kind of tilts to where it looks like she's standing she turns around and comes face to face with this bear and she says yellow <laughs> And then the bear, very creepily, <laughs> says, show him, and says it twice. And it's very mysterious and, again, kind of creepy. At least it creeped me out a little bit where, yeah, the bear doesn't move its mouth or anything. It's almost like a spirit or something tells her, show him, while the bear is very close into her face. Very CGI as well. And very interesting, <laughs> and I was not expecting that as well either. The show is very just kind of, yeah, surprising at times. But And then the bear just takes off. So again, this is all very interesting because her just saying yellow, we know that she wears yellow in the future, wears like the yellow overalls when she's with 
BY9 at the drilling site when Abbott, when Royal went into the future. And we also know that yellow to her means power. So yeah, seeing this uh, bear, she basically, yeah, feels power, feels uh, the need probably to live and probably get vengeance on Royal. And then, yeah, the bear telling her to show him. I don't know exactly what that means and where they're going with that. But that's where we leave off there. So, yeah, again, very, very interesting. <laughs> so that was cut back. So while Billy is hunting this um, this deer, this buck, he ends up, while he's chasing it, after he shot it, he actually runs into Autumn. So them two run into each other. And we know, again, they've kind of had this... Um, not so much a relationship, but they've interacted the past few episodes. We've seen young Amy, who we think is Autumn, uh, interact with him. And then we've seen her interact with, you know, Autumn, adult, possibly Amy, interact with Billy. So them two run into each other. And then here's another interesting scene where she basically takes him, you know, she says, I'll show you something or, you know, pretty much trust me. And she takes him, you know, into the Western pasture and shows him the pit, the void. And then there's also this weird kind of dreamlike sequence where they look up and they see the sky kind of changing colors and they both even kind of lay on the ground and they even look like they're changing colors. It almost looks like her hair is pink at one point and almost like a euphoria sensation maybe. That's what they're trying to uh, symbolize or show while you know trying to show the colors changing and how they're feeling basically. So yeah, Billy now knows about the pit, the void in the western pasture. And he goes home and goes straight up to his dad where he's laying there, gives him a kiss and says he knows about the western pasture. And he actually takes the rock from his hand, the rock that he holds from the western pasture. And I don't know if exactly if he says he's going to get it or what, but he just says, yeah, he knows about it. So moving forward, we know that Billy now knows about it, and we'll see, yeah, if he's involved in the future with them taking over the land and drilling on it, if he, you know, connects with Autumn, if them two kind of team up. We'll talk a little bit more about it at the end of the episode, but yeah, that's very interesting, them two pretty much, them two getting together, <laughs> and now, yeah, they both, she's kind of showing him, yeah, this uh, this void, this like sci-fi area, this supernatural area, and kind of making him somewhat of like a believer, I guess you could say. So we actually see uh, the county assessor, uh, Carl, or it's not Carl, Carol, uh, Cleaver, the one guy from the one scene <laughs> that was eating the Fritos and drinking the pop. We see him driving uh, in, not a Corvette, but, you know, a top-down car. For some reason, I'm blanking out what you call him. But he's driving, got his hood down, enjoying life. And while he's driving on this country road, he looks down, he grabs his drink, kind of fumbles with it. He's gulping it down. And then when he puts his eyes back on the road, that huge buffalo that we've seen throughout the whole series is just standing in the middle of the road. And we just cut to him basically screaming, turning the wheel, and then the screen cuts to black. And we can kind of hear like a crash, a crashing noise. But we don't know what happens next. We don't go back to him. So just know, yeah, that he <laughs> comes back in this episode. He's the one that 
um, royal kind of threatened. He's the one that's in charge of the court date and the land dispute, basically. And he actually moved it forward because of what royal did and threatening him. So now that he might be out of the picture, we'll see what happens there. Very interesting. We'll talk a little bit more about that, too, at the end of the episode. So let's talk a little bit more about Cecilia before we get to Autumn and kind of the end of the episode. So when Cecilia leaves a church, Royal goes looking for her. He says he knows where she is. And there's kind of a touching, well, before the touching scene, she goes to the shed where she has this uh, bear cub, this dead bear cub kind of just laying there. And she goes up to it and she actually puts her hand inside its mouth and then kind of closes the mouth, the jaw, to where it pierces her hand. Pretty odd and gross. And yeah, I, I'm thinking and what I've been reading is probably that it's just her guilt basically getting to her. And this bear, probably I read that it symbolizes there's a story in the Bible about a bear and young kids. And I don't know the exact story, but it kind of all wraps around to like punishment and guilt. So I think the bear just symbolizes, yeah, her guilt and everything that's going on with Trevor, the Tillersons, the murder cover-up. She's feeling extremely guilty, probably losing faith as well. We saw her leave uh, church when she left before she got the communion. So I think she just got a lot of emotions going on. Like I said, losing faith, pretty probably disgusted with herself and what she's capable of doing and what she's basically doing. And her basically punishing herself, you know, with this uh, dead bear <laughs> bite, biting down on her hand, probably a lot of germs. <laughs> and I don't know what's going to go on with that, but pretty gross. And Royal actually comes up to the shed because he knows that's where she is. And again, that kind of a touching moment because he talks about when they were younger before they had Perry and they kind of went on a road trip and he knew where he thought he knew where they were going but she pretty much had to help and guide him and she never kind of threw it into his face or anything like that but he kind of comes back around saying that he would be lost without her and again kind of a touching moment and especially with him being kind of giving her the cold shoulder icing her out and i'm assuming he's just not that you know lovable <laughs> and i'm not he <laughs> he's probably not you know used to saying that or being very emotional and uh, sensitive and, you know, with his words. So kind of a touching moment. And she just, even though she seems touched, she just says that she really just needs to be left alone right now. So he leaves, leaves her to be and takes off and goes back basically home. So let's cut back to Autumn. <laughs> so Autumn, once she sees her campsite, she sees that it's burned down. So remember I said that the medication that she was taking was for seizures and epilepsy, but it's also, I read, that it can be used for bipolar, for help treating bipolar and depression. So I don't know if she has one or the other or both, but the way she acts a little bit in this episode almost seems to possibly lean towards, I don't know, I don't want to say <laughs> and talk about mental illness because that's a touchy subject and I'm not an expert on it. But so just, yeah, know that she loses her medication in this fire when Royal burns down her campsite. She goes back into the town. She goes to refill her medication and we hear it very quick where the pharmacist says that they don't have it, but they have the generic form. So I don't know if that will possibly mix things up a little bit, but she does say that it's very quick. But again, anything in this episode goes. 
So now we know that she's on her medication, but a generic form of it. So possibly could uh, hinder her mental state. We'll see. So she's on the phone with someone and she's saying that she's out of money and she needs money basically. So we don't know who she's on the phone with, but we do know from prior episodes that when Royal asks her how she has all this money, she says she has a trust fund. So she's probably on the phone with someone who's in charge of her trust fund. Basically we can assume. And there's theories that it's probably somebody with uh, BY nine by nine, that mining drilling company, but we don't know. So yeah, she's on the phone. She's very frantic now at this point and very kind of unhinged where she's pretty pissed off basically too, <laughs> which understandable royal left her for dead. But yeah, she's on the phone demanding money. She needs yeah everything. She eventually goes to a motel room. She gets a motel room. And when she goes in there, pretty crazy. <laughs> this scene, uh, she grabs like a pocket knife and she actually carves the abbot symbol or at least that symbol that she's always been drawing but it looks like the abbot symbol into like her chest like under her neck like almost around like her collarbone but she carves that into yeah her skin this like circle with like an a almost in it looks like but the abbot symbol carves that into herself almost we're getting into like cult like territory now <laughs> and she actually sees in a little bit later she sees in her bathtub um billy's actually there taking a bath so yeah we'll talk again a little bit more towards the end but them two are basically yeah kind of coming together and we'll see what happens there and again so she meets up with perry now and again they meet like at a breakfast spot or something it looks like and again she's just very like on edge on you know her nerves and everything she just seems very unstable at this point so she basically tells Perry that, you know, she knows everything. She knows Royal through Trevor into the pit, the void, and basically she's going to go to the police and tell them everything and basically take down Royal. Perry tells her, you know, to stop. Don't do it, basically. And again, another scene with them two interacting. I mentioned in the last episode how them two have been kind of interacting and possibly, yeah, just kind of furthering the theory of Amy becoming Autumn in the future. But he tells her not to do that. So she, again, like I said, just very unhinged, uh, very nervous and, and just all over the place, basically. But yeah, she is basically telling Perry that she's going to take Royal down because of what Royal did. He, she's going to put the Trevor murder on him. And also she's pissed because Royal left her for dead. And she tells you know Perry all that. And she's basically... Uh, wants vengeance and wants to take him down so before we get to the last scene uh, just to catch up with Rhett <laughs> so after Rhett and Maria hooked up spent the night together at the hotel motel room the next morning she wakes up and just leaves without saying anything to him to which he notices so he actually goes to her house he collects some flowers from her garden, knocks on the door, and wants to talk to her. They go for a short walk, and she tells him, basically, that, yeah, you know, she likes him a lot. She can see herself being with him, her and him being together kind of forever. But she makes the comment that she doesn't want to stay there in Wyoming. She wants out. And, you know, them two talked about it when they were, like, 17 that they were going to get out, and he was very determined to leave 
but basically the family ranch and everything has always kept him in Wyoming in Amelia County. So she doesn't believe that he'll ever leave pretty much. And she says she has to get out. She can't be there. He says that, you know, after the rodeo and all that, he will go with her. And she basically lays it out and says that she asks him pretty much, you know, is he covering for Perry? Did Perry kill Trevor? And it almost looks like Wright is going to confess and tell her the truth, but he doesn't. He says that nothing happened. Perry and them had nothing to do with Trevor's death. And she looks very disappointed because she just wanted him to tell the truth. And possibly if he told the truth, she would maybe cover for him or stick by him. But she doesn't believe him and just says, you know, kind of it's over. It's not going to work out pretty much to which she walks back inside and then he leaves. So, but she watches from her window as he gets back in his car and drives away. So I'm sure it's not the end of them too, but we'll see. We also get a scene with Sheriff Joy where she goes, I'm assuming to her boss, like kind of late at night, knocks on the door and says that she's ready to make an arrest in the Tillerson case. He says, great. And she says that it's Perry Abbott. He says, you know, it's going to be hard prosecuting the Abbott. And she says there's one wrinkle in this situation, in this uh, case. And that's that the coroner's report says, remember, that Trevor basically died 10 hours. Um, or he, has only, he was only dead for 10 hours when they found his body. And she said it was four days from that fight that night at the bar. So it's not correlating. It's not timing up to which, I don't know this guy's name. I apologize. He just says, well, we can't go forward with it then. You know, if it doesn't match, then it's not going to work out. And she basically just says that she wants to go ahead and arrest Perry and just say that the coroners were wrong, to which he says they can't do that. It's too messy. And he tells her that he has an election coming up and he wants to stay away from it all. Basically, it's too messy. And he advises her because she's also in an election year to stay away from it as well, because if it's not matching up with the coroner's report, she doesn't have a case pretty much and it's too messy and they're too well known well known of a family as well and respect it so he kind of shuts the door in her face and we leave off with her there so let's kind of go to the last scene of the episode so perry now that he knows that autumn is basically unhinged out for revenge and she wants to go to the police and basically take down his dad he decides to confess so he just writes a letter and takes it and drops it off at the police station because he knows at this point that it's pretty much over and he doesn't want his dad to take the blame and go down for something that he did so the last scene in this episode is back at the abbots they're getting ready for dinner we see cecilia Rhett setting the table amy's there as well royal comes into the house and i really like this scene because we know prior Royal went out and reached out to Cecilia and kind of like laid out his feelings, was vulnerable, and she kind of somewhat turned him away, but she gives him a look and it's almost like, and it's a nod, and it's almost like we're okay and I understand, let's move forward. And I kind of liked it, I just thought it was very uh, subtle acting and it wasn't overdone. <laughs> it's just realistic basically, but she gives him a look and a nod and she says dinner's ready. And he comes and sits down at the table. They start to pray, even though, and it almost looks like, yeah, she's still having a hard time with her faith, but Perry shows up. So when Perry shows up, they both, they all look up and say, you know, what's wrong? 
and Perry just tells him straight out that he confessed and he told or he left a letter, a note for Sheriff Joy explaining everything. Rhett basically loses control, loses his cool at this point, slams, you know, down, slams his fist down, gets up, and starts screaming at Perry, saying that basically with him confessing, it's going to take down Rhett as well because he was there and he helped cover up this situation. And he tells him, you know, do you know what I, you know, gave up for this whole thing for this family? Basically, we know Maria. Them two start fighting, basically. They get into it. It's pretty heated. Start throwing fists, and it's chaotic. Cecilia's yelling. Amy's asking what's going on, starts yelling and crying. Them two brothers go at it. And then Perry, once Royal, you know, gets them off each other, Perry says he did it for his dad. And that he tells them that Autumn was, yeah, he talked to Autumn and she was going to basically go and tell the police everything about Royal and him, you know, trying to kill her and also killing Trevor. So then Royal freaks out and says, you know, I told you guys not to talk to her, not to interact with her. And he probably also thought that she was dead at this point, too. So he freaks out and starts throwing glasses and knocking everything over. And while he's going after Perry, and when he one of them throws a glass at the wall, I think Rhett threw a glass, but then also uh, Royal throws stuff and knocks things over. A piece of glass actually hits Amy in the forehead, and she has a cut on her head. And when they try to go to comfort her, she just takes off running and runs outside. She runs out into the front yard and music starts playing and she looks up into the sky and then she looks back down and she looks out into the distance and we see the cop lights a cop car with its lights on coming towards the house and that's where the episode ends there and we could just and we can just assume that it's sheriff joy after she got the letter and she's coming to arrest perry so either she got the letter or maybe she just after talking to her boss she still felt the need for justice and decided to come and arrest Perry. So we'll have to see if she actually got the letter, the confession. I'm almost going to predict that the show is kind of trying to um, trick us into thinking that, yeah, she's coming because she got the letter. That might be true, but I'm also going to predict that she's just coming on her own accord to arrest Perry or talk to him, but she does not know about the letter and the confession yet. So maybe they can still, you know, get their hands on it, throw it away or cover that up. So we'll have to see in the next episode, but a lot going on here. And I really liked that last scene. I thought the fight was very intense and kind of like a big buildup and just great acting. The way it was shot, you really felt like you're in the room. It was chaotic. They were yeah, just going at each other, and I just really liked it. It was really tense and just well done. But yeah, a lot going on here, so we'll have to see. So with the Amy-Autumn theory, it, we'll see if Amy actually right here and then when she goes outside after she got hit in the forehead from a piece of glass, maybe she takes off running, and this is where she possibly disappears and uh, falls into the void, the pit. We'll see what happens there. Maybe she stays there, but I'll be curious to see what happens next and if she takes off running and disappears. Because remember, Autumn says that she doesn't remember anything from when she was uh, nine years and older, So, which puts that around Autumn's age. So or that puts it around Amy's current age. So we'll see if she eventually runs away or if something happens there. And we only got two episodes left, so a lot, yeah, on the table now. So let's go back to Autumn and Billy. I think them two teaming up here 
is kind of yeah the big uh centerpiece plot point of the episode so now billy knows about the western pasture uh the supernatural rocks minerals the pit he knows all about it basically and he seems to be like a believer so we're kind of heading towards possibly autumn now that we know she's kind of like unhinged and out for revenge, we also know that possibly her medications are are mixed up or she's not on the right medication, which might not be helping her mental state. But she's on edge <laughs> and it almost seems like, yeah, that she's going to move forward, possibly starting this cult with this brand. She brands herself with this, like the Abbott symbol in her chest and like her neck area. And Billy seems to like probably be like her first follower. So a lot of theories out there that in the future, when she's wearing the yellow uh, overalls and working with BY9, that yeah, she's in charge or that's where her trust money is coming from. And she got Billy involved and possibly Billy, we know that Wayne has left everything to him. And now that he's a believer, maybe once Wayne dies or if he dies, Billy takes charge and basically takes all the land and money and basically trust autumn with it and that's where they all kind of team up and come together into drilling the land and that's where we see in the future two years one royal in the first episode when he falls into the pit and goes into the future and sees all the you know the drilling and the by9 and autumn there we don't see billy in that sequence we do see luke because remember he shot at uh royal so yeah we didn't see billy there so it'll be interesting yeah everything i'm saying could come true or it could all just not make any sense and not happen at all but it seems to all be coming together and it's just interesting that billy is kind of like a big player now because he kind of seemed just kind of like the younger somewhat goofy sensitive brother that is into singing and now that he possibly is going to get his hands on the money and the land and all of it and now that he's following autumn that he can pretty much cause some damage <laughs> into the future. So yeah, a lot going on there. Very interesting. One last theory or observation is this buffalo. It almost seems like, and people are speculating, that even though Autumn and this BY9 company and everyone basically is going to try to drill and get their hands on like this supernatural, uh, these minerals, these rocks, and this void and get basically take over Royals land. It also seems like the land is fighting back in some way. This Buffalo, I don't want to say it's team Royal Abbott or the Abbott family, but it almost seems like, I don't even know how to explain it. Almost like mother nature or just the land is fighting back because just the scene when the Buffalo is in the middle of the road, kind of out of nowhere, and stopping the county assessor and pretty probably causes him to crash and possibly die that maybe it'll put a hold on the the land dispute the hearing and yeah kind of it's almost like the land is fighting back to stop the tillersons from taking over and getting their hands on it so very again interesting just a lot of theories going around here with two more episodes left uh, they got a lot to tie up or they'll probably leave off on some cliffhangers to move forward into a second season. So yeah, I'm pretty excited to see where we go from here. Like I said, two episodes left, a lot of theories, a lot of stuff on the table. We'll see how they wrap it up. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. So 
yeah, we'll see what happens in the next episode. We'll see, yeah, with Amy, if she takes off and possibly disappears. We still got Rebecca missing as well. We'll see if we tie that, you know, figure that out and what happened. And we got Autumn now. She's pretty, she's a loose cannon at this point and very unhinged and kind of, yeah, the actress that portrays Autumn, uh, Imogen Poots, really good job where she's, yeah, she's pretty, um, convincing and kind of scary as well <laughs> um so yeah what royal did leaving her behind for dead i don't think he expected her to come back with a vengeance so and we still got to figure out in this future this uh flash forward scene when royal dies how does he die what happens there and then two years into the future with them do they get their hands on his land and start drilling and or is he able to stop it somehow uh, yeah a lot to wrap up in two episodes so very curious but i'm definitely yeah intrigued and i'm definitely curious to see what happens next so i think that's going to wrap it up for this episode i think i got everything out everything i wanted to say before i start rambling but yeah so keep your eyes out they're going to drop the last two episodes on friday um so yeah i'll be checking it out this weekend and hopefully i can get the recap episodes up sometime early next week so definitely keep your eyes out on the feed and yeah, I should be back pretty soon with some recap episodes. We'll wrap the season up. I'm really curious to see how the season ends. Does it leave off on a cliffhanger? Does it answer some questions? Does it completely uh, crap the bed and get very bonkers and confusing? Um, I don't think that. I think, yeah, I think we're coming together and um, I think we're heading towards a pretty satisfying finale and probably, like I said, a cliffhanger to head to go into another season. So yeah, we'll see what happens there. So yeah, if this is your first episode, thank you for joining. Uh, you can check out some of the other episodes I've done on the feed. I've recapped every single um, Outer Range episode so far. And I've also been recapping Slow Horses, which um, will be my next episode as well. I got to finish that show. One more episode to go, the finale there. So I'll be recapping that episode and dropping it sometime this week or early next week. So yeah, check out that show. Very good British um intelligence spy show very good so yep yeah, i'll just leave it off for there if you want to follow me on letterbox please do at kj steiner and yeah i'll be back next week with the last two episodes of the season so i will check you guys out then have a good rest of the week and take care Bye bye